Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. Check me out on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Tuttle. That's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E. Make sure you go visit my website, Tuttle.net. That's going to have all the links of everything you need to know about me. So I don't have to sit here at the beginning of the show and waste a lot of time promoting my bullshit. I want to get straight into the content, and that is what I'm going to do. I've never been the biggest fan of Don Lemon. I'm pretty much not a fan of any of the opinionated news media that's out there. You guys think that Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, any of those 24-hour news stations is actually news? It's not, people. It's the furthest thing you could get to the news because they're not reporting the facts. They're giving you their opinions. And I've never understood this. I really haven't. Working in radio, you want to pit callers on the air. You want to bring guests on that oppose you because that is way more interesting than having somebody on that's just going to agree with every goddamn thing you say. And that's what Fox News does. It really does. And CNN and MSNBC, they all do it as well, too. Why wouldn't you want to have somebody on that has the opposing view of you? That's more interesting TV. That's more interesting radio. And that's why radio guys do it, because you want to know what? We ain't pussies. We're not. We're not pussies. We'll have anybody on and we'll go to battle. We will throw hands audioly against anybody that steps up to us. That's just the way radio people are. And I really never understood that. Now, something you guys might not realize is that Rush Limbaugh's ratings are always better when a Democrat is in the White House. You want to know why? Because he has something to bitch about. And that's why his ratings are far superior when a Democrat is in the White House. I mean, look back at it. Do the research. It is absolutely true that Russia's ratings on the radio are way better when a Dem is in the White House. But back to Don Lemon. I don't know, man. I don't know how I feel about Don Lemon. I I really think he tries to take advantage of situations. And I really don't think he gives a fuck about some of this stuff. He makes it seem like he does on the air. But he had Bubba Wallace, NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace, the only African-American that's currently a NASCAR driver in the series. And right off the bat, you're a professional, Don Lemon. And these are mistakes you just can't make. And I'm sure you're going to blame it on a producer or director or whoever it may be. You're not going to take that as your mistake. But he ended up calling Bubba Wallace Bubba Watson. And it just shows that Don Lemon doesn't give a fuck about NASCAR or what Bubba Wallace is coming on to talk about. Because you don't get that wrong. If you really cared, you would have known that his name is not Bubba Watson. It's Bubba Wallace. Yesterday's NASCAR race in Atlanta, he wore a t-shirt with George Floyd's last words, I can't breathe on it, as well as Black Lives Matter. So joining me now, NASCAR driver Bubba Watson. Uh Hey, Donnie, you couldn't have picked a worse 
athlete to get Bubba Wallace mixed up with Bubba Watson. Now, I'm not saying anything bad about Bubba Watson. I've never heard anything bad about him. But what you don't realize is Bubba Watson, one of his most proudest possessions that he owns is a replica of the General Lee. And guess what's on top of the General Lee, Mr. Lemon? The goddamn Confederate flag, you idiot. I know your profession, but you just cannot make those mistakes when you got this guy coming on. And it just makes you look like you're instant here and you don't give a fuck about this interview, Don Lemon. You would think that this would be something important to you as an African-American broadcaster to have a NASCAR driver that also happens to be African-American, the only African-American in the series. So how do you get that wrong, Don? How do you do it? You cannot let that happen. Bubba, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate uh, you joining us here. I know that you're very busy and this is a, you know, a topic that some people actually don't want to come on and talk about because they're concerned about how it might affect them. But so I want to thank you for, for doing this and being brave enough to do it. Tell me how sure. that video came together and what it means for your sport. Well, first off, it's Wallace, not Watson. I'm not the golfer, the racer. What did I say? Uh, and the greatest thing about that is Bubba let him finish this whole big setup, giving him his introduction. And old Don thought, oh, man, I'm killing this intro. And the first thing Bubba hits him with, oh, I'm not Bubba Watson. I'm Bubba Wallace, you dumb fucking asshole. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> know why I did that. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Sorry, my apologies. No, 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 all good. I get that a lot. <laughs> and in true Bubba Wallace fashion, because I've heard he is one of the kindest and nicest NASCAR drivers in the series. And he kind of gave Don a little bit of a pass on that by saying, oh, well, I get a lot. I, You know what, Bubba? You don't have to lie. I'm sure a lot of people don't get you confused between the golfer Bubba Watson and Bubba Wallace, the NASCAR driver. They're not even, well, I mean, yeah, Bubba Wallace, BW, BW, but still, Don, you're a fucking professional. And you got this NASCAR driver, the only African-American on the highest level of the NASCAR series. And you got this great interview and you just fumble the ball at the goal line. You knew this question was coming. You know Don Lemon was definitely going to ask this question about the rebel flag being displayed in the infield at the NASCAR races, and he asked it, and I think Bubba gave an amazing answer. What are you going to do if someone raises a Confederate flag? I, I, what's the next action, Bubba? I don't know. That's a good question. That's why these conversations are being had right now uh, each and every day. I need to get a new battery for my phone. It's been going through so much, but uh, we are we are taking we are trying to figure out next steps. And my next step would be to get rid of all Confederate flags. There should be no individual that is uncomfortable showing up to our events to have a good time with their family that feels some type of way about something they have seen, an object they have seen flying. Um, no one should feel uncomfortable when they're when they come to a NASCAR race. So it starts with Confederate flags. Get them out of here. They have no place for them. Um, the narrative on that before is. You know, I, I wasn't bothered by it. And you know what? That's got to put Bubba in a bad spot, you know, because this guy, it just shows how much he loves NASCAR. He's been working all his life to get to the top level of NASCAR, and he's finally made it now. And, you know, he loves racing so much. I'm sure the rebel flag or the Confederate flag, whatever you want to call it, bothered him. Yeah, it, it did. But he loved it so much to be African-American and a NASCAR driver in a predominantly dominated 
sport that's Caucasian, has a Southern heritage, and he still goes out there. But he loves NASCAR so much, and he thinks he can do more by being out in front, in front of all these Southern white people. And I think he was trying to look at the bigger picture, and he did not let that affect him. But that, that I don't speak for everybody else. Yeah. I speak for myself. What I'm ch- chasing is checker flags. If you guys watch NASCAR, you know a lot of the drivers have like specialty celebrations whenever they win. Like Brad Keselowski, whenever he wins, he gets the American flag, hangs it out the window, and does a burnout. Now, how much of a statement would it be? Now, it wouldn't be good for Bubba Wallace's image, but I tell tell you, man, I would root for his ass from now on. I would be a hardcore to the very end supporter of Bubba Wallace. If he ended up winning a race, got a rebel flag, laid that shit down on the track and did a burnout on the flag. Oh my God. There would be some pissed off, angry Caucasians, but you know what? Fuck them. Fuck them. And if you want to be disgusted, absolutely sick to your stomach, if you just read some of the comments on social media of what people have to say about the rebel flag not being a part and could possibly be removed completely from any NASCAR races, oh my God, it's crazy because it just shows you how divided we still are as a country. And that was kind of my narrative, but diving more into it and educating myself, people feel uncomfortable with that. People talk about that. That's the first thing they bring up. Well, let me- so there's, you know, there's going to be a lot of, of angry people that, that carry those frag- flags proudly, but it's it's time for change. We have to change that. And I don't want you guys to think I'm grouping all NASCAR fans together because I've been to plenty of the NASCAR races and I've seen plenty of African-American people join the races. And I got to tell you, they seem like they were having a blast. They didn't seem like they ever felt uncomfortable. Now, does that mean deep down, maybe they didn't feel a little uncomfortable with seeing the, the old Confederate flag waving in the infield? No, I, I I'll never know how an African-American person feels when they see that flag. And I don't want you guys to think I'm grouping all NASCAR fans together because I'm not when I say this. I was not shocked to read some of the comments on the YouTube page as well as NASCAR social media pages of the comments that were being made. Some of them were offensive as fuck. My God, people, really? That that flag is so goddamn important to you? You would say some of the hateful and awful things you guys want to say? I mean, it's your right. First Amendment? Hell yeah, that protects you. That is your right to say that. But it is also my right to judge you and form an opinion and say you're a complete racist asshole motherfucking piece of shit. I don't even know why this came up, but one of the comments I saw, and I don't know a lot about Bubba Wallace, but somebody was like, whoa, he's not even 100% black. I don't know. I think his either his mom or dad is white. He's half and half, which if you are 50% African-American to those people, some of those racist assholes that watch NASCAR, he might as well be a hundred percent black because they're not looking at the white 50%. They're only looking at the black 50%. And I might be throwing a big generalization out there, but that's just what I've seen. 
Now, I reached out to my friend. Well, I've never met or talked to her, but we're friends. We follow each other on Twitter. But her name is Rihanna. I don't know if she even wants me to put it out there on blast. But you know what? You're on social media, so I really don't think you mind it. What I'm saying is she is by far, oh my God, I don't, I don't want to sound creepy, but fuck me. She might be one of the most attractive women that follow me on social media. And she is African-American and she goes to NASCAR events. She's one of the biggest NASCAR fans that I've ever seen. And I just wanted to be able to get her on. And I know it's a touchy subject. So I told her I didn't want her to feel pressured, but I would love for her to come on because I think she can give me a little bit of perspective from both sides as a NASCAR fan, as an African-American NASCAR fan, and how she feels about the Confederate flag, rebel flag, whatever you want to call it, hanging and flying in the middle of the infield of some of these races in the sport that she loves so much. It might not bother her, but I want to know. I I mean, either way, I'm not going to judge her. Listen, I, I was born and raised in the South especially in Florida. And I don't have a real issue with the Confederate flag, but I do realize that the Confederate flag offends a lot of people. And I do realize that most people look at it as a racist symbol. And even if it wasn't originally a racist symbol, you guys have got to understand is a lot of these groups, especially the KKK, they've adopted it as their flag. So why would you guys want to be a part of something that the KKK is marking out to on a daily basis? It just doesn't make sense, guys. And for you guys to say, oh, it's heritage, not hate. It's about history. Well, guess what, guys? You know what you do with history? You put that shit in a museum where it belongs so people can learn about it. I'm not saying wipe the Confederate flag completely out of the history books. No. And for you NASCAR fans, I need to teach you a little lesson because I saw all of your comments and you guys are making the comments about, oh, what about my First Amendment? Right. Guess what, motherfucker? When you go to a NASCAR event, which is on private property, you don't have that free speech because they're a business and they have the right to refuse service if they don't like what you're doing. So that whole First Amendment battle cry that you're talking about as a defense, that means nothing. It's useless and it should not even be brought up. And if you're a real fan of NASCAR, like you guys state you are, you would want to see the sport grow because you want to know why? Let me ask you this, guys. If NASCAR is so important to you and you watch it every single weekend, why is the sport struggling to fill the stands right now? Why isn't that white pride showing up and supporting the good old boys racing the cars around the track? And I don't want you to think on my comments that I hate NASCAR. I absolutely love it. I grew up in Volusia County less than 30 miles away from one of the most famous tracks in the goddamn world, which is Daytona International Speedway. So I was kind of really didn't have a choice. I lived so close when they would run the race in July or even uh, the Daytona 500. You could hear that shit. All you'd have to do is walk out on the front porch and you could hear the cars going around. So I grew up a NASCAR fan. I watch a lot of the races. I kind of lost a lot of interest as of late. But you guys, if you love the sport and you want to see it grow and still stick around, I think you guys would want everybody to come check the sport out, no matter what race they were, what religion they are. You guys need to wake the fuck up, people, because this is not the same sport that grew from a group of moonshiners. Hell no, it's not. And I want to see what Richard Petty has to say, because I also read a lot of those comments. 
Bubba Wallace drives for Richard Petty, which they call him the king. He is the all-time leader in wins, which I think is, you should put an asterisk next to that. I don't think you can count every single win that Richard Petty ever had, but I'm sure that's going to get me a lot of heat as well, too. But what I'm saying is, guys, I would like to see the king come out because if Richard Petty came out and defended Bubba Wallace's right to say what he said to let you guys know that he thinks that the rebel flag should not be flown at NASCAR events, that is Richard's driver. Richard hired him because he knew that Bubba Wallace was not only an amazing race car driver, but he knew what he would be able to get out of it, giving this African-American driver a chance to be his leading star. And guys, you, and you guys that are like, oh, well, how about you win a race first, Bubba, before you start making these demands? Do you realize there is a shit ton of NASCAR drivers that go through their whole career and never win a race in their life? So don't even use that excuse. And you guys, you know, maybe the sport needs a change for real. All those people that want to fly the rebel flag or the stars and bars, if you like to call it, maybe it would be a good thing for NASCAR if those fans just went away. How awesome would it be if you went to a NASCAR race or looked on TV and were watching it on TV and in the stands, it was just a mixture. It was a melting pot of all races and religions in the United States. Guess what? I bet NASCAR wouldn't mind it because when they're having a problem filling half of the stands up, I don't really think NASCAR or the France family or Bruton Smith or SMI or ISC really give a fuck what race or religion you are. Your money all spends the same. And that's all that matters, people. So you guys that are demanding that, oh, I'm never going to watch a NASCAR race again if they remove the rebel flag. Guess what, guys? Don't let the fucking door hit you in the ass and never come back, people. Never come back. We don't want you. Because I think NASCAR is changing tremendously. And I think the people that are running it, like the France family, NASCAR, ISC, and SMI, those guys want the people coming back and they really don't care who the hell it is. Black, white, Asian, Mexican, Spanish, they don't really give a fuck. They just want to get the people back to the races. So these cars don't have to struggle getting sponsors. Maybe NASCAR can get back to 43 cars. You do realize that the reason that NASCAR doesn't have a full 43 car field anymore is because they couldn't get enough sponsors to fill up all those cars. So it's about time NASCAR takes that next step, getting back to present day and the values that the community and whole, everybody in the United States has right now, and stop catering to the good old boys. And I'm not saying anything bad right now. I'm really not. There are a lot of great NASCAR fans, and that's why I wanted to get my friend on Twitter, Rihanna, on the air with me to get her perspective and find out what needs to be done. Because I do have a perspective on it, but I think coming from an African-American woman, she might be able to shine a light on this and open my eyes up to a different perspective. I didn't mean to get on a big rant. I know a lot of you guys don't like NASCAR, but I think it needed to be talked about, especially everything we're going through in the United States of America. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash pedal on the radio. Total Wireless of Palm Bay has the best cell phone plans with no contract. And better yet, you can use any carrier network. Does your service from one of the big guys not work well for you? Are you paying too much? Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. Or if you're local, stop by and see them at 1851 Palm Bay Road in Palm Bay, Florida. 
Right now, you can get the Samsung Galaxy A10e for just $29.99 when you port your number over with plans starting at just $25. Need a family plan? No problem. We have four $100 unlimited talk, text, and data. Restrictions apply. Call Total Wireless of Palm Bay now at 321-499-2565. All right, welcome back, guys. I got a piece of audio I want to play for you guys. And I don't want you to think by me playing this that I'm one of those all lives matter guys. Yes, all lives do matter. But I'm not one of those people that one of my automatic responses when I hear black lives matter is to say all lives matter. No, because black lives matter is not about all lives matter. It's about what all minorities are going through because of police brutality. And you can't say that it does not happen. It does happen. I'm playing this for you to make a point so the white Caucasians that listen to my show have something to relate to. This killing, this cop killing happened about two years ago. And the more and more I read about it, it makes me start to question law enforcement. Now, I don't want you to think I hate all law enforcement. I really don't. Because I know some really, really great officers in law enforcement. One of them being Sheriff Mike Chitwood here in Volusia County. This guy is fucking fantastic. But I'm not saying, oh, Chitwood hasn't done anything wrong. I don't know. But I've not seen it. My personal experiences with Sheriff Mike Chitwood here in Volusia County has been nothing but fantastic. So I don't want you to think I'm lumping in all cops together and saying all cops are crooked. No, I don't think that they are. But this murder of Daniel Shaver in Arizona by this cop, Philip Brailsford, this is one of the most despicable cases that I have ever seen when it comes to police brutality. And this isn't even police brutality. Let's just call it for what it is. This is straight up fucking murder. And when you hear this audio, I'm sure a lot of you have already heard it, but it is pretty fucking hard to watch. And I'm going to set this up and give you an idea of this officer that killed this white kid. I know a kid. He was in his mid-20s. He was married, had two kids. Now, his wife is a widow. His two kids don't have a father anymore because of this asshole cop, Philip Brailsford. And I'm telling you this just to give you an idea of what type of cop this is. When I tell you what was inscribed on his AR-15, it's going to make you sick to your stomach. He had your fucked. Now, (laughs) I'm trying to figure this out and I want to see what it is. I want to see if he used the right your. Because it would not shock me if it was inscribed on the gun Y-O-U-R instead of Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. That would only be the biggest fucking joke you could ever see. And I, I've looked all over to see how he had your fucked on the gun and I couldn't find it. And I'm not trying to make light of this situation, but it's pretty fucking disgusting audio. Lay down on the ground! Who else is in the room? Nobody. Nobody else is in the room? Nobody. Nobody. Absolutely positive. Now that voice you heard, that is Daniel Shaver. He is complying. He's not yelling. He's not being combative. Fuck, the kid sounds scared as shit. Now, the reason the cops were called, because an eyewitness said that they saw him 
pointing a rifle out of his fifth floor room. It ended up not being a rifle. It was an air rifle. It was not a real gun. And I can see why somebody would be concerned and would call that in. When Daniel and his wife walked out of the room, you didn't see anything on him. Now, if the eyewitness said that they saw a rifle, wouldn't you be able to see a rifle if he had one on him? It wasn't like the eyewitness said he had a handgun, something that you could conceal. They said it was a rifle. And you would be able to see a rifle when he came walking out of the room. But this cop wanted to kill somebody. Let me step back a little bit. Maybe I'm wrong by saying he wanted to kill somebody. I think it's more of a case that this cop was scared. And I know it's a tough job. It is. Not a lot of people can do that. But do we need scared cops on any law enforcement? No, we don't. Because when cops are scared, people die. Apparently, we have a failure for you to comprehend simple instructions. I'm going to go over some of them again. Okay. Can you both hear and understand me? Yes. Now, from what I've heard so far, Daniel and his wife have complied with everything that this officer has said. Just remember, on this cop's gun are the words, you're fucked. I know that really doesn't have anything to do with it, but it just kind of gives you an idea of the mindset of this law enforcement officer. I'm not saying he wrote that as, hey, I'm going to go out and kill innocent people. It just looks kind of weird that you would have that on your gun. All right. If you make a mistake, another mistake, there's a very severe possibility you're both going to get shot. Do you understand that? Yes. Still complying, guys. I've not heard any combative words at all. The only thing I hear are two scared-ass kids that are in their mid-20s not wanting to get killed by this officer. Thank you. Yes, all right. What the this is, shut up. I'm not here to be tactful or diplomatic with you. Now, really, come on, guys. Have you heard anything that these two kids that are in their mid-20s, that would lead you to believe that they're being combative. Everything I've heard so far, they've been nothing but respectful. And it's crazy why this cop came in. It had to be that he was scared. Or if he's not scared, then he wanted to come in and kill somebody. That's the only two things that I think it could be. I've never had a gun pointed at me, but I can almost tell you if one was pointed at me, I would be nervous. I would be scared. And you know what? My judgment probably wouldn't be the greatest because I'm just scared shitless. You listen, you obey. For one thing, did I tell you to move, young man? Did I tell you to yes, sir. Yes, put sir. both yes, your sir. hands? Guys, did you hear that? He said, yes, sir. That's more. I've seen other criminals or other suspects do way more than this guy did. And they're not dead. So what the fuck happened here? He said, yes, sir. Which pretty much is, hey, I respect you. I'm doing everything you want me to. And I don't want to cause you any harm. So please do not murder me. Put both your hands on the top of your head and interlace your fingers. Take your feet and cross your left foot over your right foot. Who else is in the room? Nobody. So you're not going to have any problems understanding anything that I tell you, right? Correct. Yes. All right. Can I go to my room? No, you're not going to do anything but come towards us. Young man, you are not to move. You're to put your eyes down and look down at the carpet. You're to keep your fingers interlaced behind your head. You are to keep your feet crossed. If you move, we're going to consider that a threat. Now, I'm going to post this video on my Twitter account. Follow me at Tuttle. That's Tuttle with two Ds. T-U-D-D-L-E. Because you need to see this video. 
because the audio doesn't do it justice. These two young adults who are in their mid-20s are face down on the ground. This officer has them at gunpoint with an AR-15. If this cop couldn't have taken care of them and felt confident he had the situation under control, then he has no business being in law enforcement. And we are going to deal with it, and you may not survive it. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. Young lady, shut up and listen. You are to keep your feet crossed, take both of your hands, put them flat in front of you. You are to push yourself up to a kneeling position. Okay, young man, listen to my instructions and do not make a mistake. You are to keep your legs crossed. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. You are to put both of your hands, palms down, straight out in front of you. Push yourself up to a kneeling position. I said, keep your legs crossed! Now, can I ask a serious question? And I'm not trying to be funny or anything, but what does having your legs crossed have anything to do with your ability to go for a gun or something? The guy had shoes on, so I don't know how he could have possibly fired a gun with his shoes on using his feet. I know that this is standard procedure sometimes for law enforcement to have them cross their legs or feet or whatever it may be. This guy lost his shit because his legs were not crossed. All these commands, he's giving like three or four different commands that you must follow. Oh, and also, guys, this is something else that I'm missing out on that I forgot to mention. This husband and wife, Brian and his wife, were drinking. Now, it's not against the law to be drunk. It's not against the law to be inebriated unless you're driving a motor vehicle, which they were not. These two young kids in their 20s didn't have a real gun, but the cops don't know that. But they're already inebriated. They're young. They're scared. And they have an officer that has an itchy trigger finger with your fucked on the side of his AR-15. This just seems like a recipe for disaster, which it was. I didn't say this in conversation. Hey, Put your hand! God damn. Did you just hear that, guys? He just said, please do not shoot me. Does that seem like somebody that's being aggressive? No, it does not. It sounds like a kid that is scared shitless and doesn't want to die. Then listen to my instructions. I'm trying to do what you... Don't talk! Listen! This young man is in tears because he knows that his life is about to end. And I can only imagine what he was going through, what was going through his mind that he would end up in this situation. And the reason, like I said, I'm playing this audio for you. I know a lot of people, their response to Black Lives Matter is all lives matter. I'm not playing it because of that. I'm just playing it because I want the white people, the Caucasians that subscribe to my show. And I'm sure I'm going to lose some subscribers because of this audio and my stance and my opinion on everything. But I really don't give a fuck. I love having you as a supporter of the show, and I can't thank you enough. And if you're pissed at me because of my stance on this whole deal, I'm sorry. I'll miss you, but I appreciate you for supporting me while you did. But you can't deny that there is some type of problem here in the United States of America. I do agree that there's some really bad people out there that are trying to kill cops. But these officers, they're here to protect the Constitution and enforce the laws. They work for us. So unless you're doing something wrong. Now, was what Daniel did dumb? Yeah, it was. You don't point a gun out a window, even if it's fake. You know what? I'm not making excuses either. But young kids, especially in their early 20s to mid 20s, do dumb shit. Does that mean he deserved to die? No. Hands straight up in the air. 
Do not put your hands down for any reason. You think you're going to fall, you better fall on your face. Your hands go back in the small of your back or down. We are going to shoot you. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. That audio drop right there just made me sick to my fucking stomach. Does that sound like a kid that has any intentions on harming this police officer or doing anything stupid? The guy is fucking crying and begging for his life. He said, yes, sir. What the fuck? The audio I'm going to play for you later is going to piss you off even further than this audio did. And something has to be done. I'm not talking about defunding any police officers or anything like that because you know what? We need them. Crawl towards me. Crawl towards me. Yes, sir. Don't go. Nerd. Radio personality and hot talk satirizer. You're listening to the Tuttle Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. What happened was wrong. He was my husband and my kid's father. That is the widow of Daniel Shaver, the guy that was killed at the hotel by the officer. What is his name? Philip Brailsford. That fucking scumbag piece of shit should be sitting in jail right now. But when you hear this story, you thought the audio I played for you was horrible and that made you mad and upset? If you didn't get upset about that guy dying, the audio of that guy dying and getting lit up, he got hit five times from an AR-15 bullet right in the chest. And that's the widow crying because her children don't have a father anymore. Just wait, guys. I told you, if the audio I played for you earlier didn't piss you off, this most certainly will. And if this doesn't, you're just a heartless motherfucker. Prosecutors and police agreed it was wrong. In March 2016, Brailsford is criminally charged with murder. He was later acquitted. Can you guys fucking believe that? This guy got acquitted after he was found guilty. So don't act like there were no strings being pulled because it happens, especially you think the federal level of politicians are crooked. Oh, man. If you do a little bit of digging, the local small town politicians, they're the crookedest of them all. And I don't even know if crookedest is even a word, but I'm going to run with it. It's really bad on the local level. You want to know why? Because there's nobody to hold them accountable. And some of these people in these small towns, they just take it right in the ass without any lube. And they like it. It's not that they like it. They just take it. And nobody likes getting fucked in the ass. He also received a notice of dismissal, fired from Mesa police for violating six policies, including willful disobedience of rules or orders and conduct unbecoming an officer. All that was very public. But what happened a couple years later is just coming to light now. A deal between Brailsford and the Mesa city manager's office allowing him to apply for medical retirement and an accidental disability pension. This is back in 2016, guys. Do you think things have gotten better? 
You're a goddamn idiot if you think they have. If anything, they've gotten worse. And how does that happen? How does this asshole get found guilty, then get acquitted, and then be allowed to be reinstated so he could just get a medical pension? If this does not piss you off, you might as well just give up right now. Do you realize that they work for us? And I think that's our problem because we think it's the other way around now or we've been conditioned that there's nothing we can do. So why fight it? Why fight it? We'll just live how they tell us to, even though these cocksuckers are supposed to be working for you. And we let this happen. A guy that murdered a citizen, a taxpaying citizen. This guy, you know what? Here, you know what this would be? This would be like if you're average Joe and you just walk in because you didn't like something your boss said and you just shot him right in the forehead because this is what that asshole cop did because that cop worked for that citizen. That cop is supposed to be protecting his constitutional rights and enforcing the law, not murdering him. His termination was undone and he was allowed to come back with no pay in order to get this done. He was eligible for retirement benefits, so he applied for them. But he was made available for retirement benefits because the city then agreed to allow him to come back to work. State law governing public safety pensions says an officer shall file an application for a disability pension within one year after the date the member ceases to be an employee. But more than two years had passed since Brailsford's termination. So he would have never qualified without this special agreement to be rehired. Brailsford pleaded his case to the local pension board on the basis of PTSD. And guess who sits on that five-member board? I would like to be able to say that I'm shocked about what I'm hearing. But with what's going on in our country right now and how crooked our politicians are, this does not surprise me at all. Fuck, you, you want to talk about PTSD? I had PTSD from all these politicians bending us over and completely fucking us and raping us. That's that's what politicians are no better than rapists, serial rapists. You know what? I know I'm probably trying to be shocking by this statement. If I had a choice, if I was still a drinking man, because I can't do that anymore because I'm a goddamn alcoholic. If I had a choice to have a beer with a serial rapist or a politician, I would buy that serial rapist an extra beer because Fuck the politician, that's why. City manager Chris Brady. He had PTSD claim prior to his termination. So in fairness, he was given the opportunity to make that appeal to the board. So whatever the mechanism took place, but prior to his termination, he had his claim was. Now listen, I'm not the best speaker. I don't have the greatest voice, but at least I'm confident and know where I'm going because I know what I'm talking about. Now, do you hear the way this politician is trailing his words? Like when you hear somebody stop and pause, but they trail that final word, you want to know why they're trailing that final word. And don't think because I'm trailing my words, I'm trying to give you a feel of what I'm talking about. So when you hear a politician doing this, they're not doing that because they want. Well, yeah, they're doing it because they want to, because they're lying. 
They're coming up with a lie to tell you. That's why they're trailing off their words so their brain can think of a good lie to tell this reporter. That he had, contra- you know, he was suffering from PTSD. PTSD from the incident where he shot an unarmed man. I don't remember the record of that. You'll have to go back and check. This is where I have a problem with the media. What happened to the good old days where the reporters would push the envelope? Because I'm telling you right now, if I would have been there, and maybe it's because I'm a radio person, we don't have as much to lose. But I know if I ever had a chance and I don't have a face for TV, but I'll guarantee you this, if any of these local news TV stations want to get some ratings, I'm not saying I would be able to uplift the whole station. What I'm saying is you want people to tune in to any story I cover, hire me. I know I'm not the best looking. Any of you news directors out there that maybe download this show or support it, hire me guys. I know how not to curse or do anything offensive on the air if I have to, but I promise you this, if a politician or somebody I'm doing a story on gives me a bullshit answer, like I can't recall what happened, Oh, dude, I'm telling you, I'm going to push them until somebody has to step in and arrest me or tote me out of that city council room. Because that is the biggest story in that fucking area that's happened in the past five years. So you can't tell me that this politician does not remember the details because that is absolute bullshit and proof. Hard evidence that politicians are the lowest form of human beings that live here in the United States of America. They are. They are worse than the scumbag Catholic priests that are fucking little boys on a daily basis. And then their bosses pay out money and just ship that other priest off to another city so he can fuck some new boys. And that's exactly what it is. At least we catch these priests in a goddamn lie. And you know what? They'll admit it. They'll say, hey, yep, our priest, you got us. You got us. You got us. Yes, our priest had sex and molested your son. But we're going to throw you some money. We're going to move that guy. You'll never see him again. You know what politicians do? They don't give you any money back. No, they keep the lie going and they never admit it. And that's why politicians are worse than these scumbag molesting priests that work for the Catholic Church. You don't remember what his PTSD we came from? Okay, I've got to get we upstairs. Have to We're already 15 minutes late. Oh, now that that would not happen on my watch if I was a reporter. And this is the type of stuff local news I could be doing for you because I guarantee you he's either going to answer my question or the camera guy that you guys assigned to me is going to film me being put in cuffs. And being taken to jail because I'm not letting this asshole get off that easy. That's not happening. Brailsford's attorney confirms the PTSD stemmed from the Shaver shooting itself and the murder case afterwards. So again, we look at state law governing these pensions, which says an officer is eligible for an accidental disability pension if the member's employment is terminated by reason of the accidental disability. But as we said, Brailsford was originally terminated for violations of Mesa Police Department policies related to the shooting, not for having PTSD. Does our law enforcement, the ones that are supposed to be on our side, I'm not lumping them all in and saying, but there are some bad people. And I've talked about this. There are some professions that you can't have bad people working in. One being a doctor, number two being a pilot. Doesn't that make sense, people? There's just some professions that you cannot take 
having bad people in it. And you just can't. I still appreciate and respect law enforcement because they do a job not a lot of people want to do. But you're an idiot if you don't think things should be changed. And don't try to paint me into a corner and say, oh, well, Tuttle thinks you should defund the police. No, that's never going to work. And it's a dumb idea. But we're stuck with what we have. So let's fix what we have, people. All right, guys. Hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for checking out Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and share the show. Subscribe to Tuttle's YouTube page, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. Follow Tuttle on all forms of social media at Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E. And email the show anytime, Tuttle at gmail.com. Additional imaging and bits provided by CCA Productions. Visit facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. This has been Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, what's going on?